so are you DTFF? Here's Drinking and Talking Fantasy Football with your host, Jake Trowbridge and Dustin Lunt. Good evening, everyone. Welcome back to DTFF. Happy Tuesday. You're joining us live. Got another excellent show for you this evening. Um, we're going to be doing um, a little DFS since Jake and I both are out of the playoffs in our home league. We have nothing to play for here. No! Out of the playoffs and Scott Fishbowl, I lost by, I, I missed playoffs by less than five points moving on to the next round. Uh-huh. Um, pretty sure I wouldn't have made it past that anyway because my team was not nearly good enough, uh, especially with some of the scores that were posted this week. Um, but basically, yeah, I have nothing to play for in any of my leagues. Um, how about you, Jake? Did you move Rumbling. on for anything? It's crumbling. Everything's falling apart. Uh, no, obviously in the home league, look, this last week wasn't what took me out of it. I've been out in the home league. Uh, I've been out in Scott Fishbowl too. I have a couple of dynasty leagues where I'm looking real nice and real set up here for uh, a championship run. So I'm going to cling to those two dynasty teams and hope that I can pull it out when I got a first round buy locked in. So that's always what you hope for with the playoffs. One fewer game makes it that much easier to move on. So uh, we'll see. We'll see, Dustin. But um, we at least have DFS to fall That's back That's right. On. I mean, at, at least you've got something to root for here. I do not. So, yeah, it's all DFS for the rest of the season here. Because, you know, let's be honest, I am a football degenerate, and I will watch football even though I have no rooting interest necessarily in anything. You know what? You know what time it is? It's time to start doing some scouting for dynasty leagues for the future. Try to say, keep an eye on some uh, under the radar players here that maybe you can go trade for. I like that. I thought you were going to say, "What time is it?" And I was going to say, "Game time." And you're going to be like, "What time is it?" And we're going to have like a whole back and forth thing, but we didn't do that. No, sorry, sorry to disappoint you, Jake. <laughs> I, I wasn't with you, you on that one. You disappointed Albert in the chat, too. I just know it. Albert Mariquin, hello. Welcome back to the show. Welcome we appreciate everybody who watches, everybody in the chat. We, we'll still be answering questions, by the way. I know folks are still very intense into the playoffs. Uh, you Absolutely. might be out of all of yours, Dustin, but they want to ask your advice regardless, damn it. So uh, we'll be answering questions as we uh, we get them fueled. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, we are here for all your questions, regardless if we made our personal playoffs or not. We are still here to help help you make those difficult decisions a little bit easier. That's right. So I know, Jake, we were talking about this, and I just want to bring it up because I didn't think it would be possible, uh, you know, before we started recording. But our Packers, they are in the playoffs if if the season ended today. I don't know how the hell that happened. Um, do you, I guess let's 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 take it for a little dynasty spin here um, with. Mm-hmm with some of these pieces with Jordan love specifically, he's been very up and down this season started, you know, with that fantastic week one week two, had a big lull kind of there in the middle of the season. Now these last like two or three weeks has looked like it's all started to click a little bit. And I don't know if that's just the speed of the game. He's it's finally slowing down for him or uh, if he's finally getting rapport with his receivers, but um, what's your outlook for, for J love here going forward? I'm I'm hopeful. I'm still a little cautiously optimistic, mostly because with the coaching, I wonder how long are they going to let him just sling it, which is what we've gotten to see the last couple of weeks. That's why he's been so successful, why the offense has actually been successful in the first half of games for for a chance. So as long as the coaching staff allows him to continue to do that, and hopefully once the reins are off, they're off. Um, but if they do, I'm I'm pretty excited about him. I even think if they just kept the wide receivers as they are today, say we they don't add nobody in right. the draft. I still think that I would want a piece of Jordan Love and Dynasty and ranking him inside of your top, you know, 10 quarterbacks, I understand would be difficult at this moment in time, but I don't feel that he could be too far outside of that right now, given his age, 
the likelihood of his contract being extended in the offseason, and the fact that you've seen this with all rookies and second-year receivers. So it can only go up, in my opinion. But do you think that uh, the receiver side of things is worth investing in? And, and I guess, who are your guys that you want to you wanna get at cost? Well, just to get back to J-Love for a second, um, I think I'm right there with you. I, I was going to say like a fringe top 12 going into next season at this point. Uh, you know, I know we're talking months down the road here, but um, but that's kind of what I was thinking, kind of fringe top 12-ish uh, in that area. As far as the wide receivers, I don't know. I mean, he's he has been spreading the ball around quite a bit. Uh, which makes it really tough. So I don't know that I would necessarily invest in any of them. If I had to pick one, I don't even know if I could pick one, to be honest, because uh, from week to week, it's someone different. Sometimes it's Watson. Sometimes it's Dobbs. Sometimes it's Wicks. I mean, we just, uh, the tight ends have been involved, you know, both of them now. So I just, I don't, I don't know that I would invest highly, I should say, at least in any of these wide receivers. I'm just not confident that you're going to get consistent production at this point. I think that's fair. I also think it's fair to look at what their cost is in Dynasty right now, and I think it's pretty low for, like, take a guy like Dontavian Wicks, who I scrounged up uh, weeks back just because he was free. He was sitting out there on on waivers, and damn it, I'm a homer, so let me have uh, an extra piece of this team. Yeah, but do you feel like you can start him on any given week? Are you confident? Yeah, I mean, not hyper confident no but what's what's the the opportunity cost there what happens if next year they go you know we'll feature you a little bit more because him and Romeo Dobbs were incomparable real life draft cost I like Romeo Dobbs a good amount as well although I did just trade him in Dynasty today so this is a good exercise I traded away Romeo Dobbs I already had Christian Watson and Dontavian Wicks it felt overloaded (laughs) i was like this is obscene i gotta get rid of somebody so i traded romeo dobbs this was in a rebuild to somebody who just really needed somebody at wide receiver along with geno smith for what projects to be an early first round pick so i felt like that good with that combination it's super flex um so obviously geno was carrying a lot of the weight there but it it felt right to diversify Mm -hmm. Well, especially when you have that many players from the same team. It doesn't matter what team it is. I mean, I I would want to diversify from that anyway. So, yeah, I think that was pretty good value with that trade. Um, I like it personally, but, um, yeah, I think that's enough Packers talk. I just wanted to bring it up briefly here since um, I I did not think at all that we were going to be sniffing the playoffs at, at any point of the season. So the fact that we are legitimately like have a chance of making the playoffs based on the rest of our schedule. Uh, Just wanted to bring that up little Homer's corner here for the first few minutes of the show. So thanks to everyone that um, are not Packer fans that listen to us. Uh, (laughs) That's all we're going to talk about. Maybe not exclusively tonight, but this is the bulk of the Packer chat. So moving on. (laughs) Jake, I got to tell my nipples to calm down here, by the way, this this has got me too ramped up. Don't do it. Don't do it. All right. Uh, I'm drinking tonight. I, I'm uh, delving into the well. I'm, I'm doing the mixed drinks. I'm staying away from the beer here lately. I'm doing some whiskey and ginger beer. And gosh darn it, doesn't it just go down so smooth? Uh, what are you drinking? I, I'm doing half of what you're doing. Uh, I'm just doing whiskey. Uh, Ooh, I got some Woodford heat. Reserve, uh, which is delightful. Um, and I got this nice little glass, this little collector's glass. It, uh, was part of a Christmas gift set. Costs the same price as just a regular bottle, but you get a nice whiskey glass with it. So I figured why not? Look at that. Is it even engraved with the WR logo? Is that what I saw? Yeah, it sure is. Look at that. You're such a refined gentleman. I know. Aren't I? (laughs) Sipping on your whiskey. I try. So yeah, I'm, I'm doing the whiskey as well. Um. It just seemed right this evening. <laughs> yeah, whiskey and what else, by the way? What what else are you drinking here? Let's get into just that whiskey. part. Just whiskey. No, no, no. What technically, else are you drinking? Technically, this is whiskey, too. Ah, okay. There we go. Yeah, that's that's touche. Let's talk about it. It's the shot bet payout from last yeah. week. I'm obviously oh, wow. excited to get into this for a, a reason. So 
So last week uh, we threw out, you threw out actually, we mm-hmm. wanted to do backfield versus backfield. It was Denver versus Houston. And I chose Houston. I will say I chose them for the wrong reason, but I got the right result. Uh, <laughs> I wanted Devin Singletary out of this, and he was actually the lower scoring guy. But 17.6 total points in that backfield just barely beat out your 17.1 PPR points in Denver. I couldn't. I couldn't just get another, you know, six yards out of, out of them. Just couldn't get six more yards total. Nope. Fuck me. <laughs> this is three weeks in a row now. I've I've lost the shot bet. I'm I'm on a bit of a losing streak here. Um, I have to get some hot water thrown on this action later on in the show. That's right. Well, Jake, uh, as I'm continuing to drink my whiskey here, my fireball. <laughs> um, sir, you are an amazing. Fantasy football prognosticator slash genius. Cheers. Thank you, sir. As I do my victory uh, dance here, if you can call it that. Fireball, not yet a sponsor. We're going to keep saying oh, that. Please until sponsor they us. Come to their senses and become a sponsor of this show. Uh, what do you say we keep the good vibes going with the drinks and we head into our favorite section of the show? Yeah, let's hit up our drunk trade. Drunk, 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 hammer, drunk, 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 trade of the week. You want to guess where this one's from, Dustin? You want to guess? Um, is it from Facebook? No. Instagram? Twitter? Get warmer? No. Threads? No. No. Is it Reddit? Is it Reddit? It's Reddit. It's fucking Reddit, of course it is. You degenerates, we love you over there. Reddit user FewWalk373 submitting this drunk trade. This was a first-year dynasty league that this went down in. They say, I made a trade before the season. I got Cup and gave Debo and Darnell Mooney. I didn't know the guy I was offering it to was a Bears-slash-South Carolina fan, so he insta-accepted. I was hammered when I made it, and I have no regrets. Dustin, I want to point out this particular trade was submitted to my request almost a month ago at this point. So we've had four games since this was submitted. So I wonder if that last line reads differently today, and if they are regretting it. Would you be regretting this trade right now, Dustin? Um... Probably a little bit, not not a ton. I mean, we can't help that Cooper Cup's been dinged up and injured this year. You know, Darnell Mooney was just a throw-in piece, so that doesn't even count. So basically, it's Debo versus Cup. Um, and in that one-for-one, even you know before the season, and I know he um, uh, Cup, you know, had his preseason injury with the hamstring and everything. I still would have taken Cup over over Debo. I know the season quite hasn't worked out, but in a dynasty league, um, I do like Cup better long term. He's got higher upside. Um, I don't care that he's technically a little bit older now. Um, you know, the long game and the speed was never his his game to begin with. So I don't see him as he's getting older necessarily losing that production nearly as quickly as you will with Debo once he starts to break down a little bit. Um, kind of in that hybrid running back wide receiver role. That's interesting. That's very interesting. I'm on the flip side of this because I do think that three years makes a lot of difference at this point. When this trade went down, I would have said, sure, you're in a win now situation. I would rather have cup for a win now situation and just say, screw it. It's the first year dynasty league and you go, let's go all in. Right. And if, and if it doesn't work out, so be it. But <laughs> at at this stage now, Cooper Cup is 30 years old. We don't know if Matt Stafford's going to be there beyond this season. And Debo Samuel has proven me to look like a fool. I mean, honestly, both of us, we do this every year. We go, we do. do we want Debo or do we want Ayuk? And often, I will say, we typically fall on the right side of it. I would say it's pretty split, though, now with both Debo and Ayuk being great. Debo having maybe arguably more explosive games. So if I'm looking at it right now, I would rather have Debo from this point in time forward in Dynasty. But I know that's uh, 
it's easy to look back on after these few weeks. Yes, absolutely. Um, but I'm I'm sure um, Pewak does have regrets, though. At this point, I'd be shocked would... if they didn't. <laughs> yeah, which is honestly a sign of a really great drunk trade. Is mm-hmm. when uh, is when you have those regrets. If not, what are you even doing? Uh, thank you, right. Pewak, for submitting that. I appreciate it. Uh, we might we might talk about Cooper Cup and his fellow Rams receiver Pukanakua later on in the show. Who knows? Anything can happen in this show. Yeah. So speaking of trades, Jake, here uh, before we move on to our our main segment here, I, I had a trade offer come through right before we started uh, a recording hmm. here, and this is a, a ten team dynasty league. Okay. I was offered Kenneth Walker and Dowdle from Dallas Rico. running back. Rico four, and I would give up Alvin Kamara and Keenan Allen. Kamara and Keenan Allen, and you would get Rico Dowdle and Kenneth and Walker? Walker. Yeah. I don't love that. I don't love that. Neither do I. Uh and the problem yeah. is the person I'm trading with doesn't have any p- future picks. Uh-huh. Uh, has traded all all future picks. So like they're very much win now. Uh, mm-hmm. When you look at their roster, it's a bunch of older guys for the most part. Um, you can tell he's he's gone all in to try to really win this year. Um, so he doesn't have a lot of leverage as for pieces, I should say, like young pieces to give up. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I was. Would you would you do Kenneth Walker for either one of Kamara or Keenan Allen straight up? So and obviously, so you're rebuilding as we discussed earlier on. This I is not a, not a I, want, I say I'm retooling my team. I'm not necessarily in a like full on rebuild. Okay. Would I do a one for one for either of them in your situation? Yeah, I would do a one for one. You think that's fair? Um, yeah, I, I do think that that's right. Because Kenneth Walker, yeah, maybe Pete Carroll comes out next year and says, nope, I love Zach Charbonnet, and you're going to get featured a lot more. But I think it's a risk worth taking with Kenneth Walker because when he is healthy, he's great. And if you're giving mm-hmm. up Camara, who is just on fire right now, absolutely right. on fire, like that should be enough for that guy to say, Kenneth Walker might not even play still this upcoming week. Uh, and might be banged up beyond, whereas Kamara should be locked and loaded as a top five running back the rest of the way. So maybe you got to cough up a low round pick to kind of even that out a little bit. Mm-hmm. You know, I would understand that, but I, I wouldn't do both. I'm not going to do Keenan Allen and no. Alvin Kamara. No, I, I didn't think I, I definitely was not going to do that either. Um, like I said, I got to take a look at his roster a little bit closer to see if there's some other younger pieces that I can maybe move on to my team. So anyway, just wanted to throw that out there before we got into, you know, the main part of our episode, talking a little DFS. Uh, So let's get into that. Unless there's anything else you want to talk about here, Jake, before we get into the DFS portion here. Not a damn thing. I'm antsy and my pantsy to get some DFS going. All right. So we're going to do at least one DraftKings lineup and at least one underdog pickup. So, Jake, which one do you want to start with first here? Well, I see you've got it loaded at the bottom of our screen already. So if you're interested in hopping into the underdog, we can start there. All right. Yeah, let's do it. So let's do make that a little bit bigger there. So, yeah, uh, let me refresh the page here just in case they changed anything since I loaded this earlier. So I've got the all NFL teams here. Um, I've noticed for this early in the week that there's not as many options available as as you'll see on like Saturday or Sunday. Um, like they don't have any of like the defensive players out there right now. I didn't see any of like the kickers, nothing like that. It's just the main studs. So um do you want to stick to just like Sunday, like noon games? Do you just want to go through the whole gambit here, kind of scroll through? How do you want to attack this, Jake? I think because we are so early in the week 
And anybody who doesn't uh, do Underdog, by the way, I definitely encourage you to do that. Use promo code LIFE when you sign up, by the way. Uh, but this is a lot of, it's a lot of, uh, oh, what could happen, obviously, from this point forward. I found it most beneficial this early, early in the week to attack the unders in a lot of the situations because so much can change from here until now. But I say let's keep our options open and let's include Thursday. Okay. So for the Thursday game, we've got Bailey Zappi or Zeke for the Patriots. Um, how well can you see the screen there, Jake? Can you read the numbers or should I? I sure can. No, I, I can read that perfectly. I've got my okay. old man glasses on. Uh, Zeke, obviously, we know is going to be the main guy. Ramondre mm-hmm. Stevenson is out not just this week, but potentially for the rest of your fantasy season. Uh, but obviously, we're only caring about the here and now. He's playing Pittsburgh. So I see right away there's a rushing receiving touchdown option. Mm-hmm. And we certainly could. We could. We could, but you're you're going higher higher than one or half a one. So Yeah, so it's just will he Pittsburgh, get a touchdown or not? It's against Pittsburgh. Yeah. <coughs> Excuse me. Um with so, Bailey Zappi as their quarterback. So driving down the field, not a great opportunity. Back. On the Pittsburgh side, we've got Mitch Trubisky with 183.5 passing yards. Um, we've got Deontay Johnson with a couple options. Um, George Pickens with a couple options. We got Fryermuth, Allen Robinson. Anything about Boy, any of those players sticking out? I'm looking at the receiving yards for all of these guys because I do think it's going to be one of those super low-scoring Thursday night games. Then again, I, I thought that might be the case last Thursday, and it turned out to be the exact opposite. Um, so I'm looking at the receiving yards, and obviously they're set pretty low still, about 40 yards for both Pickens and Deontay Johnson. Like I said, I typically like to go with the lowers on this situation early on in the week, unless it's just outrageous. Mm-hmm. So... You know, we could literally say, hey, who's going to be kept out of the end zone? And we could be right a lot in this particular game. If we just said, hey, everybody set it up a half touchdown. We we could take a fucking stab in the dark and just say, yep, probably we assume nobody or very few touchdowns are going to happen in general. Because like, who's mm-hmm. least likely to score a touchdown in this game? I mean, for me, I would say Deontay Johnson is probably the least likely out of the receivers for Pittsburgh to score. In, yeah, well, we, we can't take the lower on these, Jake. Um, these are their spicy picks here. Oh, damn um, so you. So you have underdog. to take the higher. Um, unfortunately, oh, didn't mean to burst rude. your bubble, but um, yeah. Well, then we flip it on its head. We say, who's most likely to score a touchdown in this game? And, you know, arguably then George Pickens or uh, Pat Fryermuth could be decent plays. With the higher, you do get an additional boost out of the higher, which mm-hmm. is nice. So Pat Prime with times three to just say, well, do they actually move down the field enough to make this interesting with Mitch Trubisky in there at quarterback? Or do we just say this is too gross and we pass? Let's just pass for now. Let's see what else is out there as far as the 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 slates go. How about that? I like it. I like it a lot. So we've got C.J. Stroud, I see, coming up here against the Jets. He's the yep. only active Houston player as of this moment. That's- that's the only player for both teams right now that they have uh, a line out for. And it's 256 and a half passing yards. I mean, I love C.J. Stroud. The Jets are an imposing defense still. Mm-hmm. So that's a pretty high line for him right now. And this is why I say I'm I'm usually okay picking the lower in these types of situations. Uh, I what like that. You... I agree. Let, let's yeah. throw it in there for now. Let's, let's throw right. that in there. Because I do... Going against that that Jets secondary, yeah, that is a high bar. Although, God, he's been on fire, and I hate to go against him, but I happen to agree with you here. Oh, good, good. He he is amazing, but if we're looking at like what the average is for passing yards allowed, by the way, the Jets are third from the bottom with 192 yards. So I do think there's a Ooh. nice buffer there. Yeah. Now, with the Tampa Bay-Atlanta game... Baker Mayfield sitting at 226 and a half passing yards. That's a little more interesting, I guess. Rashad mm-hmm. White, 
Uh, I know you happen to like Rashad White. I won't say why just yet, but does that stick out to you? 16 and a half rushing yards? I think that that would be doable against this defense. Um, he's been he's been looking real good. I know we've talked about it previous weeks. Uh, one of my misses, one of my big misses for this season. Um, so 16 and a half I don't think is, is unattainable, especially with, with the yards he's been putting up lately. Um, but then you got Mike Evans right there with 72 and a half. I mean, mm-hmm. he's been he's been doing Mike Evans things uh, lately. Um, so I don't know. He's in that conversation, by the way. Mike Evans in that conversation now for like passing all time receiving yards types of types of lists of, of moving mm-hmm. up very high into those ranks. So let me read you the last three that Mike Evans has had. 162 yards against Carolina, 70 yards against Indy, and 43 yards, but it was against San Francisco. That's a much, much more difficult matchup than what he has here against Atlanta. So 72 and a half, um, I I should just say, against Tennessee, which is a pass funnel defense the week prior, 143 yards. So it's just a matter of, can we project his spike week? Mm Mm-hmm. And I've never been good at that. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> That's fair. Now, Desmond Ritter here, interesting passing line. So it's 215 and a half passing yards, passing yards specifically. That is very important for Desmond Ritter. Uh, he is he is quite poor in terms of putting up those passing yards, but it is against Tampa Bay, who you can definitely do that against. They rank, um, I want to say that they are fourth from the top. Yes. Fourth from the top, they averaged 277 yards against them. Ooh. But I think this is a trap. I think this is absolutely a trap for Desmond Ritter. I really do. I'd be interested in taking the lower, if anything. Okay. We'll, we'll pop it in there for now. Put the we tip in o- just to see can, how it we, feels. Yeah, we, we, can, we can always change these if you know we come across something different. <laughs> now Drake London also very interesting. So same it's game, obviously. But I just oh I just don't trust it. He's terrible to project. Any pass catcher in this Arthur Smith offense is really terrible to project for that. Because he's gonna get, you know, 10 yards like he did this last week. If we take the over, and if we take the under, he's gonna get a hundred yards. You know, he's gonna yep. get half of Desmond Ritter's overall passing yard. So I'm okay skipping Drake London in this. Yes, same here, same here. All right, let's move on. We've got Chicago, Detroit. So we got Goff at 255 and a half yards. Uh, David Montgomery, 68 and a half. Amon Ra at 80 and a half. Got Justin Fields, 189 and a half passing yards. That one's interesting. Or DJ Moore with 67 and a half. So here's what I think. Detroit was already actually pretty decent at at giving up yards. They are averaging 247 to opposing offenses. They just lost a pretty key guy I saw on X or Twitter, whatever, here from their defense. And it's it's not been the same even type of team the last few weeks. So 189.5 feels pretty low. I understand it's Justin Fields. I get it. But I'm this is a situation I might be okay taking me over. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, let's do it. Let's let's throw it in there again. We'll, we can always pull that out. We can always pull out if need, Jake. Ooh, you should. Tell I know. That to, never mind. <laughs> Not going to make that joke. All right, uh, Gardner Minshew, two thirty-nine and a half passing yards against Cincinnati. This feels like a low grade. Could be kind of a shootout. We saw Jake Browning look like a fucking baller this past week. By mm-hmm. the way. Um, really slinging that thing. So it could be an interesting back and forth type of game. Uh, Cincinnati, they are, let's see, sixth most passing yards allowed to opposing defenses anyways. And if Jake Browning keeps it interesting, Gardner Minshew, I could, I could see it. Let me look to see what he's done the last few, uh, few weeks here real quick. So Gardner Minshew in the last few games. He did 312 yards most recently, 251 uh, before that. Those were both passable. No defenses. New England was rough, 194. Uh, not 127 before that. So he's a boom-bust guy. Mm-hmm. 
Zach Moss, 77 and a half rushing yards. Ooh. That one is very tempting uh, since he is the guy now and Cincinnati is vulnerable. And you know, and you know they're going to feed him the rock. You know they are. I, I really want to hit that over. And if if you're into it, yeah, let's let's do it. Let's say fuck it. Let's do it. Zach Moss had a very difficult matchup this past week against uh, the Tennessee Titans. You can throw against them. You can't really run against them. So I kind of want to throw out his line, which was only 51 yards this last time. But we've seen him knock it out of the park. Mm-hmm. All right. So then next game, we've got the Rams versus Baltimore. We've got Stafford with 219 and a half. Kyron Williams, 66 and a half rush yards. Or we've got Lamar with 228 and a half pass yards. Or Zay Flowers with 55 and a half receiving. Any of those look interesting to you, Jake? Yeah, the Stafford one looks looks interesting to me. He doesn't like he doesn't hit 300 yards. That's not his thing. That's not Matt. No. So the buffer here is is reasonable, I would say, for us. Um, I'm just looking up the per game stats real quick for uh, for Baltimore. It's not a great matchup. So I'm kind of interested in taking the under with him. Baltimore is yeah sixth from the bottom in what they allow to opposing quarterbacks. I would say the under on Matt Stafford looks enticing right now. Okay. End game. Let's do it. All right. So that's our five. So I guess at this point, we can scroll a little bit and see if there's any that we want to jettison. You know, there's a couple that we had just the tip in for. Mm -hmm. So the next game is Carolina, New Orleans. Um, We've got Bryce Young with 188 and a half. Chuba Hubbard, 49.5 rush yards. Adam Thielen, 54.5 receiving. That's all that's out there for that game. Um, if anything, I, I'd be interested in that Bryce Young in actually taking the lower. Yep. <laughs> I hate to say it. I was uh, just thinking it, man. Just because that New Orleans defense is legit. Um, yeah, so that, that would be my reasoning there. And Bryce Um, Young at this stage in his career is not. So I think it's okay to go with that. Last week, 178 yards. The week before, 194, 123, 185, 173. You see where I'm going with this? I think it's a very reasonable one to do lower. So let's definitely put him in. And who do we want to take out? So we've got Stroud. I think we keep in there. Um you were pretty confident about Desmond Ritter uh, with the Good lower of 215. Yeah. And we got Justin Fields with higher than 189 and a half against Detroit. We got the Zach Moss um, like higher Moss. than 77 and a half. Take that one out. Uh, you liked the Moss. I did. Or or I we've got the Stafford. Thing. Oh, yeah. The Stafford one. Most recent. I, I could see taking staff staff out. He okay. can get he can definitely get close to that, but I do want that Bryce Young lower. All right, so let's do that. Quarterback heavy in this one. Very so far. Like I said, it's it's early in the week and we just don't have as many options as you will as we get closer to kickoff here. Uh, and that does it for like the twelve o'clock games. Um, okay. So we could stick strictly to the the noon slate here. I, I think we have enough. You, I think we feel reasonably confident okay. in these other ones. Does that does that seem fair? To yeah. You? Okay. So um, Adam Thielen is sticking out to me, though. God damn it! Fifty-four and a half receiving yards. The last guy on the noon slate. I got burned by him several times. He's looked bad the last like six weeks. So, ugh. But this would be. I don't know that we want to go out and uh, uh, torches you though. Yeah, that's true. All right, let's stick with what we got. All right, so I'm going to throw five on it. Um, and try to win myself a hundred bucks here, or try to win. Well, it's my account, so it'll just be me. Um, so here we are, <laughs> locked and loaded. Um, as a refresher Beautiful. for everyone, we got C.J. Stroud lower than two fifty six and a half. Desmond Ritter lower than two fifteen and a half. Justin Fields higher than one eighty nine and a half. Zach Moss higher than seventy seven and a half rush yards. And Bryce Young lower than one eighty-eight and a half pass yards. 
Um, I think it's going to be interesting. I'm definitely going to revisit this um, probably Sunday morning just to see where those lines are and see how they've changed. And then maybe keep that in mind as, you know, the end of the season here progresses that if they do have these better lines earlier in the week, making a habit of checking it out a little bit earlier than waiting right before game time like I tend to do every week. Uh, but if this gives us, a, I know you don't have as many options, mm-hmm. you know, which might be a little bit easier. You know, it takes some of that guesswork off the table as opposed to looking at 10 players between two different teams. You only have like four, you know, it may, might make it a little bit easier to make those decisions. So uh, that's definitely one thing I'm going to, uh, like I said, keep an eye on. Yeah, one quick suggestion for anybody who's interested in getting into this, if you've never done it before, uh, I'll often build a lineup of these early in the week, like you said, take a snapshot on my phone, not actually submit it yet, but build the ticket out, take the snapshot, and then look to see as these things adjust later in the week. Because if you're on the fence about one of them going, yeah, you know, I like Zach Moss at this number, but oh, if it was only a little bit lower or whatever, Mm -hmm. and then the line moves it down lower, now you can slam it with with authority and feel good about it. So uh, just my my two cents on that. Hey, before we jump into DraftKings, I do want to get to Stephen Joe here in the chat. That says, what's up, fellas? Question, do you guys use Yahoo for fantasy? Uh, I do not. I do not either. Okay. But the big real question here is, do you usually do seven teams getting into the fantasy playoffs with one bye? Uh, I've never done that. I've always done six teams. The top six get in and then two first round buys. I think typically based on record and points mm-hmm. scored or a combination of both. Is that yep. what you've done? Yep. Same, same. I've never done seven teams, uh, in one buy. Uh, it's an interesting, interesting way to do it. I mean, it adds, mm-hmm. you know, one extra team to the playoff mix, um, which adds some extra chaos. That's always fun. Uh, but yeah, traditionally I've done just the six teams, the two top, top teams get the buy, um, and then on from there. Yeah, this would put it more in line with the current NFL, I guess, right? They Very expanded true. to have a seventh seed. Why the hell not? If, if you want to do that, I say go for it and let us know how it turns out, by the way, at the end of the season. Feel free to, uh, to write us in there because I'm very curious about that myself. Uh, all right. So I want to get us going here with a draft kings lineup. This is time that I get to, uh, tell folks if you, if you get the opportunity, come listen to Chris Harris's podcast. I'm there every Thursday night going through draft kings lineups and I want to do another one because I'm a sicko, I'm a sick, sick person. Dustin, when you're building out, because we both do these, um, yep. often. And do you have a typical method when you start to build your DFS lineup? Do you look at a specific position first or what's your point of entry? Usually what I do is start with the quarterback position and I usually will try to make a stack between the quarterback and wide receiver. Um, Or if it's the Chiefs, I'll do like Kelsey and and Mahomes. Um, And then... Usually what I do from there is I'll just pick a defense because they're relatively cheap, all of them, uh, find the best matchup that I feel like could score me some points. Uh, if I don't take a tight end, usually that's when I'll fill in with the tight end, looking strictly at the matchup, and then just kind of fill in the re- remaining wide receivers and, and running backs from there. Love that. We are very much a step. In fact, let me jump ahead. I'm going to go towards the lowest uh money defense and just plug them in for now to start and just say hey look the titans are 2300 great let's just plug them in there for now it's probably not going to be the best defense but uh again as chris harris always says who fucking cares defense is just Mm -hmm. let's let's use them as a starting point but let's also then look for I, i guess what i do is i say all right let's do the stack with a quarterback and one of his pass catchers at least and see what the cheapest one is that we actually feel comfortable with. Does that feel like a, a reasonable way to start this? Sure. Yeah, let's do it. Okay. So as I scroll down, let's get, you know, towards the real bottom of this. Normally, I would say, well, you know, you scroll down to a certain point, you go, well, here's all the guys that aren't starters, and we just build up from there. But who fucking knows who a starting quarterback is these days? 
in the NFL. It's a little trickier than normal. Um, but let's start at the Bailey Zappi bottom of this list at 4,800, both him and Mac Jones, 4,800. We don't really know who's starting. Let's just scroll. Let's scroll back up. Someone to, with some uh, upside would be nice. Yeah, somewhere <laughs> reasonable. So we get to a guy like Desmond Ritter, who, of course, we're taking the under on passing yards for, even though it's against Tampa Bay. You want to keep scrolling up? I do. All right. So then we've got Mitch Trubisky, who will be getting the start against New England. I cannot. I will not allow us to put him in this lineup. That's <laughs> absolutely disgusting. Uh, Tommy DeVito. Definitely nephew of Danny DeVito is starting against Green Bay. He's at 51. We don't want to root against ourselves. So I say earliest I would go or lowest threshold I would go is Aiden O'Connell going against uh, the Minnesota Vikings. Do we say yay or nay? Or, or look up on this list. Who jumps off the page from there on this list? I mean, I was actually going to go um, right above you with Browning. Mm-hmm. Um, only because I think the matchup is a little bit better than the Vikings. I mean, their defense has been playing much better lately. Um, and I think Indy can be beat. And then if we're looking at either Chase or Higgins as the stack, uh, I think that would be really nice. Let's plug for now. Let's go over to wide receiver. I don't honestly want anything to do with T. Higgins. He feels like the odd man out in that offense mm-hmm. right now. But, you know, Jamar Chase, that fucking guy didn't didn't suffer anything. And he's mm-hmm. only 7,600. It feels like the algorithm or whatever did not catch up to him. Mm-hmm. And so he actually feels incredibly mispriced to me at 7,600. So why don't we lock him in for our stack? Yes, so we've got, love it. We've got Browning, we've got Jamar Chase, and we've got the Titans defense for right now. Uh, what do you say we hop over to running back just to take a peek and see? Okay, a little peek, see. Yeah, do you like to pay up for stud running backs, or you are are you more in the scavenging for deals kind of situation? I typically like the scavenge a little bit. Maybe not the the very upper tier, but maybe like that second tier is where I really try to get my running backs. Where I know they're still going to have, they should have pretty good usage, but their upside maybe isn't quite as high as those studs, but if they do pop off, you know it's gonna, um, you know, they're they're gonna out outpace that salary that you have to pay by a lot. I don't hate that at all. So the window that I have right here, I I feel like is probably close to what you're talking about. Let me know if it's not. Mm-hmm. But outside of the top guys, so we start with a guy like Travis Etienne. Uh, your Tony Pollard's, your Raheem Mostert's, your Josh Jacobs, anybody on this list. By the way, I'm not going to put Aaron Jones in because we're just going to have to take him out. We're just going to have to tank later on uh, because I don't believe that he's going to play until I see him physically on the field. So who's under, who's, who's the couple under Brian Robinson there? Our our mugs are in the way. Ah, stupid mugs of ours. So we've got, under Brian Robinson, or Bijan Robinson, rather, excuse me, we got David Montgomery, then Aaron Jones, then Kenneth Walker, questionable. Uh, DeAndre Swift, Brees yeah, Hall. Starting to get, it's starting to get gross after you get past Joe Mixon there. I see James Cook and Gus Edwards, Edwards Zach Moss, though. Mm-hmm. Zach Moss, we were in on. Yeah. He's mispriced. Again, probably just algorithm didn't catch up. Mm-hmm. So let's add him. Yeah, let's add him. Okay. Uh, I know Ezekiel Elliott's, look, he's going to get the workload. I don't really want him in this lineup. How do you feel about A.J. Dillon now that we've had a a few weeks to see him as the main guy? Any interest? I still don't trust it. I feel like, I mean, we we saw plenty of of the backups be involved with that game. They obviously don't want to overuse Dillon because he is, with Aaron Jones out, he is the main guy, and they don't have a ton of depth behind him. So I don't see him getting the full workload, even though he he's probably just going to be the guy, uh, and especially if for some reason the Packers get out to a big lead. They're going to play the backup running backs as opposed to um, wearing down Dylan there. 
Kenyon Drake signed to the Packers practice squad. We didn't talk about it, but it happened. Well, it happened today. So who who knows? Um, I'm interested in in maybe like a David Montgomery type here. Revenge mm-hmm. game. Hello. Uh, he's 6,400. A um, couple hundred cheaper than Jameer Gibbs. I mean, we've got Isaiah Pacheco in that range. Rashad White in that change. PPR monster. Um, any of those guys? Sure, I, I would take Montgomery. Yeah, I kind of like that. I like the Montgomery. Maybe it'll be chalky. Maybe everybody will do it for the revenge game narrative. But to hell with it. That's what right. I say. Um, all right, we got our two wide, re- or excuse me, two running backs filled. We've got Jamar Chase sitting in there. Um, do we want to look at the tight ends quick, or do you want to keep perusing wide receivers? Yeah, let's go to tight end real quick here. Uh, again, same situation. So do you like to pay up for a tight end? Do you like to go cheapo and, and then bolster your wide receiver group? What's your taste? Uh, really, for tight end, I, I like to look at the matchups, and I don't really concern myself with the salary too much, um, only because you're really looking for upside here. So, I mean, you're going to want a, a guy that you really think is going to score at least a touchdown, hopefully a couple mm-hmm. And that's basically what I'm looking for when I go for tight ends. Because yards are, gnarly. I mean, yeah. the only one that you're guaranteed to get any yards is really Kelsey out of the group. Um, otherwise, like I said, you're really looking what at. Porta. I mean, I actually wouldn't mind him in this matchup. I know he's a little bit more expensive than than everyone else here, but mm-hmm. um his usage has just been so great. Um, and just these other guys, I just don't like Hawkinson. I don't really trust Kittles. Jefferson's coming back. Down. Yeah. You know, Kincaid, I don't like the matchup a ton. I could fuck with Taysom Hill. I really could. And I would have never said this weeks ago, but the last six weeks, that guy has been a fucking dynamo. It's really been crazy. So I, I would say either Laporta at 6,100 or Taysom Hill at 5,400. Let's do Taysom Hill. Um, Derek Carr, you know, he was banged up last week. You know, if Jameis ends up playing a lot, you know they're going to want to get Taysom Hill a little bit more involved with his his specialty packages. So, yeah, let's go with Taysom. (laughs) Specialty package. Uh, At this point, I'd just like to check in. So the remainder that we have for our salary is $17,200. That averages out to about 57 um, per player. Now, we can go super cheap and and still afford a little bit more of an expensive guy if we want mm-hmm. uh, to go that route. You know, we've got both Brandon Ayuk and Debo Samuel going against the Seahawks at about the same price, 69 and 6,800. DK Metcalf, who just went crazy, um, also going to be in that same game. Is there anybody from this sort of group that sticks out? Um, don't want Calvin Ridley. I refuse. I no. even know Christian Kirk is out for the season. I still refuse to put Calvin Ridley in. I kind of don't mind DeAndre Hopkins. I do like how involved he's been in that offense. Um, it's Miami, so you know they're going to have to put up. It's going to be a shootout. Yeah. Let's start. Let's start there, and now we can work our way down just a little bit here. So again. We already have Jamar Chase. Would like to gloss over T. Higgins if we can. You know, Zay Flowers, it's not a great matchup, but he doesn't really need a great matchup. Jordan Addison, I'm out on because we don't know what he looks like with Justin Jefferson back in the fold mm-hmm. with their backup quarterback. Um, Romeo Dobbs, it's kind of interesting at 5,200 if Christian Watson's going to be out. Otherwise, <laughs> I would really like to get this guy, Jaden Reed, involved. He's cheap at 4700 and especially if Watson's out, it feels like he could feast. Mm-hmm. Any thoughts there? I mean, at this point... <laughs> Excuse me. Got the... Uh-huh. Got the devil inside me. That's right. <laughs> Um, Jane Reed could be interesting. I mean, do we know for sure if Watson's, I know he's, they say he's questionable right now. 
He's questionable. I would project them to hold him out just because it's the same hamstring that he had a, a previous injury with. It just feels like why rush him back at this stage? It's not it's not the most important matchup. Obviously, don't mm-hmm. undersell it either. But um, they're baking that into his cost right now. DraftKings right. says Christian Watson's at 4,900. So I feel like that tells a little bit of the story too. Otherwise, there are guys like Noah Brown. It's not a good matchup for him. We know it's that. Not. I don't. I don't like that. Um, even though Tank Dell is out, you know, mm-hmm. so he is going to get more play time. But I just, I don't, I don't like that matchup against the Jets. Yeah, I don't love the matchup. Sometimes I'll, I'll play that just to, to mess around with it. Cortland Sutton, sixty-one hundred. Seems like he just always finds a way to be fantasy relevant. I don't know how he does it, but it's a, a pretty decent matchup against the Chargers. He's sixty one hundred. I could I could mess with that. Okay. Yeah, throw that in there. Let's let's mess with that. So all we have left is our flex spot. We've got forty nine hundred to spend. So let me scroll down here. And now we get into the same uh, territory. Um we've got running backs in play like Keaton Mitchell, which is kind of interesting. He's a home run hitter. Uh, then we've got Josh Downs, George Pickens. We could even flex the second tight end if we wanted to get stupid. Um, or it, it does get a little gross. And this is where, again, a guy like Jaden Reed is interesting. Drake London, even I would though be, we don't I would believe. Be down with Jaden Reed. Yeah. 4,700. Yeah. I'd be it's down so with him. It's just so damn cheap. So we've got 200 left over. This is where I normally will just say, Unless we have second thoughts about somebody, let's go over to defense and see if we can get a pricier one, I guess. At the Bills or the Bears? Bills. Ooh, Bills against the Chiefs. Uh, I mean, they haven't looked like world beaters, so no. Bears against Detroit, Seahawks against San Fran, I'd rather not. Yeah. Maybe the Bills. Yeah, the Bills. All right. And there we go. We locked and loaded. All right, quick recap. We've got Jake Browning and Jamar Chase. We've got Zach Moss and David Montgomery as our running backs. Then DeAndre Hopkins, Cortland Sutton, and Jaden Reed, and Taysom Hill in at tight end with the Bills as our defense. Let me click that button to enter it. Put this thing in there. Yeah, I love it. We're in. We're in, baby. We're done. We did it. All right. Well... Let's um, finish off the show here um, and do our starts of the week. Last week, um, Jake, you had Adam Thielen at Tampa Bay, who finished with 5.5 fantasy points. Um, and it says something about a shot next to this. Yeah, see, Thank you. I you guaranteed it again. I guaranteed double-digit fancy points from Adam Thielen because it felt like it had to happen, and Adam Thielen said, no, go fuck yourself. Go take your shot. And so I will take my shot. Here is to anybody who started Adam Thielen because of my advice and got burned by him. I apologize. We'll do better this time. That's right. And I had Deontay Johnson going against Arizona, who ended up with a respectable 13.3. Didn't win you a week, but definitely didn't cost you a week either. So uh, that worked out well. Jake, who do you have this week? This week? This is why I was tilting us a little bit towards a player there in our flex spots. I want to talk about Jaden Reed, who gets to play the New York Giants. And I will say, even if Christian Watson does end up suiting up, I'm still comfortable with Jaden Reed. For the record, I really do think the Packers hold out Watson at least for a week maybe even two, arguably. But it's about Jaden Reed's uh, versatility in this offense for me. So they are still dealing. Obviously, Aaron Jones seems like there's a a lingering issue with him. Probably Mm -hmm. why they went out and signed Kenyon Drake as just sort of an extra boost, I guess. Um, So Jaden Reed, we've seen be used effectively on like the end arounds and all that type of thing. But really, his target share, even with Christian Watson in there has been pretty damn consistent. He's also always, always a threat for a touchdown. The New York Giants are just a great matchup for this entire Mm -hmm. crew. If you wanted to fire up your Romeo Dobbs, I say go for it. Um, But for the folks who kind of need that flex play this week, I think it's hard to find one better than Jaden Reed. 
Yeah, I agree, especially this matchup against the Giants. Um, yeah, I, I really like this a lot, and I agree that I think they're going to keep out Watson only because of the matchup itself, um, giving him an extra week of recovery here so that they can have him down the stretch, especially if they are going to make the play. You know, if there's a chance they can make the playoffs, they're going to want all these guys healthy come the playoffs. So if they have these good matchups now where they can hold them out and still feel comfortable about winning, I think they're going to do that. So I'm, I'm right there in agreement with you, Jake. Uh, my start of the week, however, um, is one Rashad White going against Atlanta. He's been on fire lately and pretty much this whole season. Atlanta, while their defense has gotten better this season, um, there's still plenty of opportunity to attack it. Um, Carolina, Tampa Bay, they are in the thick of it for the division. Um, Atlanta's at the top of the division at six and six. Tampa Bay's only a game back, so they actually have a lot to play for here where they could, if they take the division, sneak into the playoffs. So uh, lots of implications with this game, and I think they're going to stick to what they've been doing, and I think uh, Rashad White will have a very good game this week. You always got to think about the implications. It's it's all about the implication. Uh, Dustin, just as a fun fact for you and our listeners, when do you think the last time was that Rashad White scored fewer than double-digit fantasy points in PPR? Just if you had to take a guess, when would that be? I'm going to say week 12 last season. <laughs> that, was a, that was a great guess. Uh, no, he started off the season really poor this week, so it was week six. That uh, he had his last one, but that's that's a that's a hell of a stretch for a guy yeah, who really a, isn't getting like a ton of rushing work. It's just PPR dump off city, and I love it. So mm-hmm. I'm very interested in yours. I almost wanted to to work him into our our DraftKings lineup as well. Real quick here in the chat, by the way, I missed this while we were building the lineup, but Albert said, "What about Elijah Moore if Amari Cooper is out?" <laughs> And to that, personally, I don't know where you fall on this line, but if Joe Flacco gets the start for them, I say yes. I say a mm-hmm. thousand times yes. If anybody but Flacco starts, I'm still out. Yes, I agree. I agree. <laughs> I, I'm, yeah, I mean, I still wouldn't be super confident in it, but I would feel better, like you said, if Flacco is starting, um, that Moore would be the guy there to to go after on that team. They have a connection. I don't know what it is, but 12 targets this last game is just insane. wonder if it has anything to do with the Jets, the Jets connection. I don't know. Probably. Yeah, there's some holdover. They had a they had a brief stint together with the Jets. Mm-hmm. Okay, Jake, we are down to the last little bit here, our shot bet for this week, and it is your turn to give us said shot bet. So lay it on me. See if I can't yes, break sir. the streak. Well, all right. I will. I don't know if this is going to be easier or more difficult for you, but we're not going to do position versus position. We're going to do mano a mano this time. Okay. So, fingers crossed here for you. And we are going to do the divisional rival game. We're going to do the Lions versus the Bears, and we are looking explicitly at quarterbacks. So, do you want Jared Goff or do you want Justin Fields in this one? Are, are we talking... Fantasy points, like total fantasy, fantasy points. points. Okay. Yeah, not a win. I don't give a shit what these guys do. Well, in the I, well I didn't know if you were going to say passing yards or rushing yards or touchdown. I mean, you, you got to be a little bit more specific than that. I mean, you could have been like, no, no, it was completion percentage. You know, I, it could have been anything. Could even been a boat. What kind of a wang do you think that you're sitting virtually across from here? Dear God. Uh, I don't like that look, by the way. I don't like what that look <laughs> suggests to that question. No, total fantasy points is what we're talking. Oh, I know the right move is probably to say Jared Goff, but I am I'm going to go with Fields on this one. Uh, I think that rushing upside, this should be a. I mean, it, it's going to be a fairly high scoring matchup. I think we know what this Detroit offense can do, and that's why I'm afraid to go against Goff because he's. God, he's been so good this year again, and he's got all the weapons. Um, and we've seen uh, Jamison Williams. You know, he got involved this last week and looked. Man, did he look fast! Holy shit on that 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 little catch he had and run. 
Um, but I still think I'm going to go with Justin Fields here. I just, with his rushing upside, um, I think that just tilts it a little bit for me if we're going for total fantasy points. Don't hate that at all. I, it was honestly a coin flip to me this week based on the defensive matchup. So I'm glad that you could take it out of my hands. And we'll see. We'll revisit. Maybe you'll finally break the streak. Here's hoping. As much as I love Fireball, I don't want to keep doing it every <laughs> week. <laughs> All right. Well, that's pretty much going to end it for this week, folks. Uh, we've only got two teams on by this week, and neither of them are super fantasy relevant um, for the start of the playoffs. So thank the NFL uh, schedule makers for that. You've got Arizona and Washington. Um, so don't start those players. Not that you're probably starting many of those players, let's be honest, but just please don't start any of them. As always, we are here for the remainder of the fantasy season on any start sit questions you have. Uh, if there's any, you know, if your league doesn't uh, close the trade window, um, any trades you might want to make as throughout the playoffs here, we are here for you. We've got the answers you need. So hit us up. Um, hit up my partner here at Jake Trowbridge on Twitter. Hit me at FF Dusty Dog. Or hit our podcast handle at Drinking Fantasy. And always, folks, keep drinking and talking fantasy football. Cheers, F-Peppers.